Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, family. How are you? I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. And as promised last week, we are back for part two of a conversation that we are having with Kim Dolan Leto. She is a best-selling author, a fitness ministry leader, and podcaster. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her, but I just want to begin by by stating right off the top her book. Fit God's Way is going to change your life. If you are a woman or a man who has ever struggled with your weight, with being healthy, with maybe cutting a few corners because the latest diet craze looks a lot easier than actually spending seven years in the gym and killing yourself to be skinny again like you were when you were younger. If you are one of those people that doesn't even have any idea where the conversation about fitness and health and how you look, you know, body dysmorphia, body image. If you think that that conversation doesn't get enough airtime in the church amongst believers, or maybe you've been told that that conversation is kind of ungodly and focused on the external, then we're here today to break all of those myths. That is not true. We are mind, body, and soul in need of health. You know, we are in need of addressing everything that makes us humans, everything that makes us humans who want to live like Christ and look like Christ and live our lives surrendered to God as Lord of everything. So, you know, the place where you are, we are real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to walk in real faith and hopefully helping you do the same. Joining me in studio to continue the conversation are my Girl Club tribe co-hosts, Sisters in Christ, amazing singer-songwriters, and two women who, honestly, um, I'm just really blessed to be able to do this part of my life with and all the parts you don't see on camera. Nova Page and Christina Reynolds, whoop, whoop, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I, I love you guys. I think we can all say that we were like in, we were knee deep in the thick of it on last week's conversation with last week's guest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm just going to reintroduce Kim. So all of you, you know, who maybe you weren't with us last week, you can, you can get to meet this incredible woman. Um, but I will tell you this, if you weren't with us last week, you might want to go back on any of your pa- favorite podcast platforms and uh, check out the part one of this conversation, which is uh, the precursor to today's conversation. And let me tell you something, it is all good. It is all good. Kim Dolan Lido is the world's leading Bible-based fitness expert, author, podcaster, and the founder and brand developer of FIT, Faith Inspired Transformation. Love it. She's a certified fitness instructor and nutrition specialist. She's a winner of the ESPN Fitness America competition. She's a top five finisher in the Miss Fitness World competition and a 25-time magazine cover. Cover girl, cover hottie, cover model. That she is. In addition, she's had her work published in Jesus Calling, The Christian Post, Relevant, Oxygen, Muscle and Fitness, Hers, Fitness Magazine, Success, Faith and Fitness Magazine, Train, and a whole lot of other fitness publications. She's been featured also on The 700 Club, TBN, CBN, Fox, ESPN, and ABC. Don't tell me Jesus doesn't have a point of view about how you look and about your weight and weight loss and your health, because he does. And we have separated him from the whole crazy world of conversations and the crazy world, secular world of advice and the crazy lack of addressing this issue in the church. And we are going to deal with it because that's what real girls are going through. And so as real girls, we want to deal with it in a real way, seeking first and foremost, our very real God, our very real Jesus to walk this out with him at the center of it because he is at the center of it. And if he's not in your life, he needs to be. Kim's FIT workout series is currently streaming on Pure Flix. She's going to be on Pure Flix for a few years to come. And that ought to inspire you in and of itself, guys, because Kim looks like a 20-year-old, but she's in her 50s. And I, I say that because she's pretty amazing looking. She's a gorgeous woman of God. And um, there's a reason why she's a faith and fitness expert. And there's a reason why at any age, whether you're 20 and listening or watching, or whether you're in your 70s and listening or watching, I got to tell you, this conversation is for you every day, every year, through every season of your life. It is for you. She was the faith and fitness expert on his radio. Kim and her husband live in Scottsdale, Arizona with their three kids. And I want you guys to give her a very warm girl club welcome. And before, as we bring Kim in, um, I want to read something that Kim's Kim wrote as a promise. And, and Kim, while you're sitting here with us, I found these opening pages of your book, Girlfriend, to be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You, you wrote, and I want to, I'm going to, I want to read this. And you wrote something that is so beautiful to me. And it let me know that this is really real for you. And you can really relate to what we all go through. Certainly what I go through with, oh no, I'm getting older. Menopause put a whole bunch of weight on me. I just want to look and feel good. I, you know, mm-hmm. And I know that is not about my identity. My identity is found in Christ. It is rooted in him. 
He is the author and finisher of everything according, you know, about my faith and about my life. But it does feel good to feel like you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself and Mm -hmm. you look good. So you wrote a promise. And in this promise, you asked a question, a few questions. So I just want to read this quickly. Kim writes, and this is for all of you and us. What would it take for you to let me help you live free from the dieting cycle of losing and gaining weight and the emotional torment that it causes? How would you feel if this whole weight and body image struggle was gone? What if you knew what to eat, had motivation to work out, and felt good in your body? What if I gave you a plan based in the word and promised to be your fit sister in Christ success coach, equipping you with the blueprint from the beginning to the end. Would you join me? And Kim continues by saying, I've personally gone through this battle and taken thousands of women through it with this Bible-based answer that works. It works if you work it. 20 years ago, God pulled me out of a pit of hopelessness and transformed my tired, overweight, and out-of-shape body and life into one on a mission to teach Christ as the centerpiece of fitness. Chances are you've tried a lot of diets, but the results didn't last. You've joined a gym and maybe even bought home equipment, but your motivation faded. You've broken self-made promises to eat better. You've skipped workouts and your confidence and your body image have suffered in the process. I know the desperation to want to lose weight, she writes. I've lived it. I tried doing what the world offered, but my motivation never lasted. I stood on the scale and looked in the mirror and I felt the shock of how did I get here? And then she closes that out by writing, you too, question mark. My answer is me too. I gave a resounding, (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't believe she wrote exactly what I feel. And Kim, I told you last week and I'm going to say it again this week. we're celebrating you here and we're applauding your new book, Fit God's Way and the mentality, you know, the new mentality that you're trying to bring to women and men all around the globe who live in this yo-yo demonically empowered world of horrible feelings about how we look every day. Mm -hmm. So girl, welcome back. And I just want to ask you to start before we dive into a conversation that we finished on last week. I just would love for you to kind of touch the viewer a little bit about why you believe this book is so important. Wow, Cynthia. Well, thank you for that introduction. And I'm so happy you read that because I wrote that with like tears in my eyes. I just, I would pray every time before I even put my hands on the keyboard that the Holy spirit would just come and God would lead me because I know I lived it. I feel, I feel it. I mean, I still, I still get up every day and I still have to lay it down. So I I'm in the trenches with everyone. I'm not, it's like Paul, like, you know, you're straining, you have to strain towards like, we're not there yet because heaven, this is not our home. Heaven is our home. So we just have to strain forward with our eyes on Jesus. But I know this works. And I, the heart behind this book is that, the devil is a liar and God is give, Jesus gave us a promise. I think a big part of this book comes down to John 10, 10, which says the thief comes only to kill, steal and destroy. 
but I have come to give you life and more abundantly. And our lives, our health, our futures are being stolen away by bad health, by poor self-worth, by shame, by guilt about our fitness, shame about our bodies, people shaming us with our bodies. And God wants us so free. And in Jesus, we can be free from all of this. We don't have to get sucked into the diet, you know, the next diet, the next diet, the next diet, and just ride this crazy train of always trying to lose weight, but never gaining results and peace. But in God, we have answers. And I want us to learn how to stand on them. And this book is your A to Z guide of holding your hand and saying, let's do this through the word of God, because he has your answer. The world does not have your answer. God does. Amen. And you know, Kim, one of the reasons why I just, we've, I've been so excited to have you on since I met on your podcast um, mm-hmm. is that I have found that everything, every issue we go through in life, every challenge we confront is usually mm-hmm. rooted in some core identity issue. We don't know who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Does God want us to be healthy? Does Jesus care if we're overweight or not? How does that play out? Because we know that he loves us, but we also know that this body is our temple and we Mm -hmm. should take care of it. Shouldn't we? Oh my goodness. I often look in the mirror and instead of picking myself apart and having this little pick myself apart perfection project, I think Jesus lives in me. Like if you just start right there, Jesus lives in me. Wouldn't you take care of yourself better? I mean, he's given you an assignment in this life. I believe we need to get up in that inner man and live for him and not for ourselves. And don't get it twisted. The devil knows exactly where you struggle and he's going to send everything he can at you. Every diet, every, you know, it's not an accident that you scroll through Instagram and see things that make you feel like nothing. A person who just started the business, God's been calling you to, uh, you know, all these things like the devil just knows exactly what to show you to keep you down. But we, for those of us who live for, for Jesus, we don't have to stay there. We can live so free. So that is my prayer today is that bondages are broken. Generational curses are broken. I mean, these are big issues that we're not discussing in the church. It is a big issue. If your whole family has heart disease, it is a big issue. If everyone in your family has body dysmorphic disorder, why aren't we talking about this in church? Why are we shaming people that are fit in church and then praying over the donuts and judging the women who look good? Like there's some crazy stuff going on in church. We need to get free. We need to stop judging each other and shaming each other. Oh, did you see her? She has a tattoo. Oh, look at her skirt. Oh, she has blue hair. Like we are children of God. We need to grow up a little bit and start really taking care of, we need to steward our health and our life for Jesus, because we're called here to, when we get to heaven, what are we going to say? When he says, what did you do with what I gave you? Like, we need to ask ourselves these questions because we need to live deeper and taking care of our physical health. It's bringing that spiritual and physical health together that we finally find the answers we've been looking for. Abandon that frustrating flesh project, make it a spirit led lifestyle. And honey, you will win. I promise you that, that this book fit God's way has got your roadmap in there too. I, I, it really does. And I think Mm -hmm. I said last week that I was terrified at the prospect of opening this book because I knew that I knew it, you know, I know, I know God has a point of view and cares about everything he does, but I also knew that I 
like most people, have separated or don't even have an idea of where God is in the dialogue of, oh, wow, I want to lose weight. I don't like mm-hmm. how I feel in my body. My knees hurt. My back hurts. I want to take this weight off. I want to be healthy. And, and I think in a lot of ways, it goes to a place you, you called it. So let's just go here. All right, everybody. So now we're about to take the lid off. The bus is about to go off the track. Let's go here. (laughs) You spoke about shame. Mm -hmm. I think that, first of all, I don't need anybody in the church or outside of my own mind to shame me sufficiently. I I have a sufficient shame voice in my own head. And, and in, you know, when I look at social media and magazines that I've had to defeat already in my life and every day, we're all in the process of, of crucifying those darts that come from the enemy into your head. You're not good yeah. enough. You're too old. You can't be fit. You're in your 50s. You're blah, blah, blah. I Listen, I even, had a, I even had a guy write in on one of the girl clubs a few weeks ago, and we started talking about <laughs> pur- purity in your mind, your body, and your soul, and waiting until you're married to have sex. Okay, let's, 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 let's five second go there. Um, yes, sex was created for the marriage bed. Yes, we mm-hmm. all make a mess of sex because we're all having sex outside of wedlock. Now I'm not anymore because I learned the lesson, realized when God said, how's this working for you? And my answer was, it's not, it's not working mm-hmm. at all. And then I became celibate, finally met the man that is my husband today, courted me for four years, put a 10 and a half carat diamond, uh, diamond ring on my finger and married me. And it is not about that. It is about that testimony to me. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, I had to go. I, I mean, I went to the pit of hell in my own behavior only to surrender to the Lord and find heaven and all of the blessings that heaven has to offer. And so I always tell people my ring is my testimony ring because it, it doesn't mean anything to me over and above what God showed me about myself how he mm-hmm. delivered me from low self-esteem and, and all of this stuff. And when I think about struggles with weight and weight loss and health and wholeness and all of this dialogue, I realize that a lot of the shame I've carried through my life, and, and we started to go here off camera, Nova and Christina and you, Kim, I think will really get this. A lot of the shame I carried was because I was semi-decent, good-looking, 5'10", and always very, very thin. And I used to want to make less of myself so that other people, male and female, wouldn't be distracted or intimidated by me because in my heart, you know, I, I love everybody and I want everybody to love me, you know, and to, and to listen to the God in me. And mm-hmm. I think one of the most difficult things I've experienced though is listening to sisters of mine share their stories of essentially being told, well, you're too pretty and you're stumbling the men in church. You're too, you know, you're too fit when you dress that way. And, and, and it's your fault that people are stumbling. And I have to say, yeah, there, there, there's truth in, you know, becoming a mature Christian about how you carry yourself and, and how you dress and modesty and all of that. But there's also a whole lot of religiosity, religious spirit, shame, condemnation, and judgment by a lot of believers in the church that puts a lot of mess on women to be responsible 
for how men actually look at them and perceive them. And in my secular voice, I would say a whole lot of things that would make a lot of Christians ears like explode about how I feel about that, because it ain't my fault if he has issues. You know what I mean? I know when it's my fault, but most of the women I'm talking about are not coming from a place of being lustful or wanting to inspire lust or being a temptress or any of that. And they're just trying to be themselves and trying to live their very best life, you know? And I don't mean in a secular way. I mean, in a Jesus way. So Kim, how do we deal with that? And how did you deal with the fact that I know from you, there were publishing companies that didn't even want to deal with you because as a fitness model, you were maybe wearing a bikini or something. Your heart wasn't even in that place that they were. Mm -hmm. This is such a painful place. I mean, I've cried my eyes out over this and just felt so much shame and even like tried to think of like, oh my gosh, is there any way I could get all those pictures removed from, you know, like my fitness modeling days or, but God just told me right away. He's like, that was, that was part of your story you went through that so that you could help other people through it. And the thing that's so confusing to me is that we do our marriages through the church, our parenting, our finances. You know, if there's problems in your marriage with your sex life, you can even go talk about that at church. But why is this whole fitness conversation worth body image, food, gluttony. Why are we talking about this in church? Okay. So I think it has a lot to do with the fact that people don't want to be convicted of it. And so they look at sin, like there's a hierarchy. They don't look at like what the Bible tells us sin is sin. They look at it like, well, I'm not, I'm not a bad person if I eat whatever I want because I don't do drugs and I don't cheat on my wife or my husband. And so there's like this hierarchy of sin in the church that should not be there. We should be stewarding our bodies to serve God. And I look at fitness as a way of, of serving God to, to be fit for our calling. I mean, there are so many people right now sitting in church that like me that have been so shamed by how they look that it, it has broken their hearts and it, and the devil is winning by stealing their gifts because they're not able to, they're, they're, they're not, they're being shamed by their brothers and sisters. And then what that causes is the devil to just, you know, it makes the devil happy because then you start shaming yourself. Like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I did that. And, you know, why do we all think like we need Jesus I mean, that's the whole thing. There's no shame in Jesus. It's like we were talking about like, you're too old. No, I always say I'm ageless in Jesus mm-hmm. In him. I don't have a certain, I don't, I don't prescribe to the numbers, but I really want to come back to the shame thing. And I, and I want Nova to share if she will a little bit of her experience because she went through the exact things that mm-hmm. I went through and this hurts us to tears. If you yeah. feel like you've been shamed because you're overweight or completely fit in church. Neither one of these are okay. It's not okay that we are shaming our, ourselves over it either, but it, is, it hurts like in a whole different way when it's from your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. When it's from the dream that like God gave me a dream to write a book. I know how badly women need Jesus in their fitness. I know how 
I know how it feels to come to the end of every day and think about everything you ate and the workout you missed and just hate on yourself and beat yourself up and come to the end of the day feeling like a failure. And God did not create us to live like that. The world is doing that. So we need to see that all of these fitness issues These are spiritual issues that cannot be answered by worldly solutions, but they're exacerbated by things like shaming, the shaming that's going on. So Nova, do you mind sharing your story? Yeah, no, I mean, Kim, you're wrecking us today, girl. (laughs) Um, It's so, it's so wild because I, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up to you because I, I felt as I entered into a particular church ministry, I, I led worship and, um, I was taken to a dark restaurant by the, um, one of the worship pastors and, and the right hand person. And it was away from the church building and they proceeded to tell me, you know, you cause men to stumble. We don't want you on our stage anymore. And, I was so, I thought they were bringing me to this place to just like chat about what the future would be. And, and I, I remember sitting there and I don't know if anybody watching has experienced this. You're, you're ganged up against, you Mm -hmm. feel so like alone. My husband wasn't there. My husband was a pastor at this church. So here I am and I am told you, you can't be up front because you're causing men to stumble. And when I asked, may I see the emails? Um, they're like, mm, sorry. And then I asked, well, could you mentor me in this? Would you like help me then? If, the, if I, Hey, if I'm doing something wrong, I, I really want to know. I felt so embarrassed. I was mm. like, oh my gosh, like I'm a horrible person. But I just, I remember just sitting there asking, will you then help me? And they looked at me straight in the eyes and said, no, we can't. Sorry. We just don't want you on our stage anymore. And I remember getting in my car and I just broke. And honestly, you guys, like, I don't, I don't live in that today. I think it breaks my heart because now I know how so many women feel walking Mm -hmm. into church and feeling so judged Mm -hmm. and so um, stiff armed. And like, we don't want you don't actually, you know what? Don't come as you are. Don't Mm. pretend and fake it. And you know, uh, it was a really hard, I, I actually, as a pastor's wife, didn't go to church for an entire year. Wow. And it just, I was so angry. I was broken. I wasn't allowed to say anything, um, you know, and eventually those people were gone and the Lord softened my heart and I went to lead worship again. But then you get, honestly, men in the church that are like, you all have to wear this type of a shirt, it has to be almost to your knees. And then you have to do all these layered, like people would go, girl, aren't you hot leading worship? And I was like, yes, I am. But they tell me I got to cover up, you know, I got the rules. And so uh, it, you know, it just became this, like, if I felt really good about myself, I couldn't reflect it in what I was wearing necessarily. um, Because I, you know, you don't want to cause it. All, all I could think was, I don't want any more emails. I don't want men to look at me like they want to have sex with me while I'm leading worship. Oh my gosh. You know? Oh my God. So, what a load. It, dude, it just, the, the tapes just sat there and I was like, that's terrible. Cause my husband loves me, man. I'm so honored in my home. I am so championed in my home. And I got to church and I was like, well, that's not happening here. 
Right. And mm. so I felt so safe in my own home and so right. treasured and loved, but I would go to church and just feel like I can't really truly be myself. And you guys, I did my darndest and I worked a lot of this out with the Lord. The point is my compassion now for women, it just, it just was like, woo, through the roof because I know, and I am responsible now that I know how to not treat people in the church. And that's what mm. I take away from it. I don't yeah. need to demonize women who are beautiful, who carry themselves with confidence. In fact, we need to treasure these women and say, tell me your story. I want to hear it. We, well, yeah, mm. Nova, I think the, <laughs> there's so much important in this, Kim and, and Nova. Um, but I think it's very interesting because I think a lot of people look at it's the, it's the same illness, two sides. So it's, it's, it's making the person who's struggling with their weight or their body image or their looks or what, or their, whatever it is, maybe they, you know, we've had homeless people come into church and you watch people kind of not want to sit next to them because they haven't had a shower or because maybe they smell or whatever. I mean, whatever it is, you know, then the flip side of that, which people don't often think exists and it does exist. The flip side of that equally wrong is looking at someone who's beautiful. Nova, you're beautiful. Kim, mm -hmm. I mean, listen, go buy Fit God's Way so you can look at this woman on the cover of her book. She's a gorgeous woman in her 50s. And if you're in your 50s like I am, she's flipping really inspirational to me, you know? And, and Christina Reynolds knows. I mean, Christina, you know. I told you, my son's college best friend came home and he got half of the guys in our Bible study to go down to, to regularly to watch Christina lead worship at the, the massive mega ministry that she was leading worship at because she was hot. He's like, you guys, she's so beautiful and deep. And, and you know what? And I didn't care as a mom. I was like, who is this beauty that God is using? Hallelujah. Cause you know what? God will use whatever to get you there. All those boys ended up getting radically encountered by Christ. They're all living their lives for Jesus today. They're amazing young men of God. Two have gone on to become pastors and they still look at Christina like the rocking hot sister, auntie, whatever, because it grows up. You know what I mean? But the thing that's so crazy to me is that the shame part of it is that people looked at you, Nova, and Honestly, I'll tell you what the subtext in that conversation was. Oh, well, I bet you most of them talking to you were women, or at least some of them were women. And it was, oh, look at her. I hate her. She's beautiful. And she hasn't given me anything in her personality to hate. She's not a witch. She's not rude. She's not unkind. Oh, I hate her even more. And she's not overweight. Now I hate her the same way I hate the homeless person or the overweight person. It's all the same hate and lack of love. It is all the enemy. It is all the enemy. And it's how God, and it's how the enemy works, you know, and I bless God for exposing it because the enemy works in those still small voices that develop in your mind because you've been made You've been shamed to feel that there's something wrong with you. Kim, you've been sh shamed to, uh, I, from what I can glean from your book, you are a powerful overcoming woman who was taken to the pit by people also shaming you and making you feel that pursuing looking good in your life 
God's way was in somehow was in some way bad. It's so infuriating to me. I I just want to share a little bit about my story. So I know there are people watching or listening that have a dream. You have a really big dream right now and you know, God's called you to do something. That was me. So I took my book proposal to these publishing houses and literary agents. And, you know, I mean, I was wearing a business suit. I was sitting with like the most conservative Christian outlets and they, my husband was with me and one of them said, uh, we, we're not, we don't want to have anything to do with this message because, you know, fitness is vain and you look like a blank on the internet. And it was not a nice word. And they chose that word because I was in fitness for so many years and I was, I would show up at a job and they'd say, okay, put this workout outfit on or this bathing suit. And my goal was, I mean, I was in my forties. So my goal was, I felt like God was always calling me to be this inspirational story. Like, well, why can't I do it? Like, I'm not too old. It's not too late. Like if God's Mm -hmm. calling me to do it, I want, I was an older mom. So at 43, I was still competing in fitness and I won routine for the United States of America. Okay. Come on. It's it's ridiculous. Like that's God. Like I can still do a one-arm handstand. I can still do a one-arm one leg push-up. Like God made me strong, but it's like that shame made me sit down in my spirit. Mm. But my goal in all of those photos was to inspire other moms, not to turn men on. I, my, my body is for my husband. My, my motivation has never, I see it all the time. And I think Christina and I were talking about it. It's like, you see these fitness models on Instagram and they're like, I, they're trying to say they have this Jesus message, but they're just slapping a Jesus bumper sticker on their way over sexualized image. And I'm not judging them because I understand that it's a work in progress, but right. I want to go back to my story where, okay, so I'm sitting at that table. They reject me. I felt so much shame. My husband's like, we're leaving. So he, we get up and we leave and I just cried. And what I've never really publicly shared before is that I self-published my book, that book, 10 steps to fit faith inspired transformation in 2015. And you know what? It became a bestseller. And not only, not (laughs) only that, I, I, I knew God was calling me to this, but okay. I want you guys Mm. to hear me. I was, I was broken inside. I felt like Nova, I was I was like, I wanted to just like drink, like sit down, be humble. I was like, you, nobody wants you. Nobody cares. Shut up. You're done. Like in my head, I was like, what? But God was just like bigger. And and I realized now mm. that everything I went through was training for who I was becoming, that Come I on. had to completely lose all of like my sight of what religion was supposed to be. And I had to lose any, like I had, I just had to believe more in what God showed me than what anyone else had to say. So I just couldn't care, but I'm not going to tell you, it took me three years of pushing through the sadness to fully get over it. And I remember just feeling broken, but let me tell you something else. God did. I wanted to do a workout series, right? So at the same time I did this book, I did a workout series I rented a soundstage. I don't know what I'm doing. I hired women. I hired wardrobe. I choreographed workouts. I hired someone to make music. I, I, I did the whole thing. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I knew that if I jumped in with God, like, like the, the Bible says, like, let your nets down again. You know, when Peter's like weary from fishing and Jesus is like, I don't care if you haven't done it yet. I'm telling you to let your net down again. And the, then it was overflowing. Let me tell you what happened. So I come out with this workout series. I, 
I'm telling you right now, I did not know what I was doing. I'm not an author. I'm not like, I don't know how to do any of these things. That workout series was picked up by Sony for Pure Flix and it is still streaming. I just got another contract that they want to stream it for three more years. That is the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. So when people tell you they don't like the way you look or whatever, that's them working. Satan is probably using them. Yeah. You know, they're probably really good people, but they're being used like our, the weapons of our warfare. You know, we have to think mm-hmm. about that. They're, yeah. they're, we're, we were fighting this battle every day. And I just have to share though, that shame that I felt those few years, like sometimes it'll sneak back in. It hurts. Don't yeah. let's not be, let, let it not be named among us. Like if you mm-hmm. watch this video and you heard how Nova and I felt, please don't do it to yourself or another sister in Christ. Mm -hmm. Because we, for those of us who love Jesus, we need to band together. You know, the the whole, the the tool of all of this is the enemy. He's coming in to divide, to destroy. He wants to divert your attention. He wants to get us all divided. He wants to destroy God's plan for you. So he wants to derail you with shame. He wants you to go to your house and not come out for a year. He wants you to give Mm -hmm. up and quit. And I just hope I encourage you that God knows you and he's called you for such a time as this. Shake that shame off. It is not from your father who loves you. It's from people in the world that are being used by the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive them and move on. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Forgive them, forgive them and let them, let them go. I mean, move on. Yeah. You know, you, you use the word shame a lot, you know, cause that is a big word in all mm-hmm. of this. When you're, when you're struggling with body image and when you're struggling with weight or, you know, with any of these things that most people, you know, you look at them and, and they're external, but they, but they're important to you because they're messing with you in your inner oh. man. Right. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so knowing how to overcome these things is it's, it's critical. It makes it a dialogue we need to have because how we look should not be an idol or a God, mm-hmm. but being overweight and being okay with being unhealthy or being underweight and struggling with body image, you know, let's be real. A lot of underweight people are just anorexic or have anorexic <laughs> tendencies. It's all a body image struggle. So all of it is worthy. It's the most worthy of bringing God into the dialogue Mm -hmm. in all of it, because guess what? Only God can help you through all of this to have the body image that you should have to, to, and, and the big part of this for me, Kim has been really realizing in your book that God does care about our struggles to do something like lose Mm -hmm. weight and get fit. He does care and he does have a way. And I'd love for you to walk through some of the practical tools of why God cares and what, what habits we need to break. What do we need to, what habits do we need to have? How do we need to change our thinking to start to bring God into this? And this is going to be a sort of a twofold question, but you've mentioned accountability a lot. You Mm -hmm. mentioned a lot about groups. Mm -hmm. We are created for fellowship. I am a better Christian today because I have had fellowship that has been painful, great, Mm -hmm. insightful, and a vacuum of energy with other believers. Mm -hmm. But that fellowship and that iron sharpening iron 
makes us stronger. It is difficult for me to do something like lose weight, get fit, go to the gym, do whatever I'm supposed to do without accountability partners, mm-hmm. you know? So what do we do? How do we, how do we put together a plan that works when I know I need people, I need someone to walk with me. If Nova and Christina mm-hmm. were here every day, or if you lived here with me and I could get up and look forward to walking or working out every day with Kim, booyah, mm-hmm. I know I would be so much more inspired to do it. But alone, it's rough. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to, you asked like a few different things. So. I'm so sorry. I broke No, the no, no. I, I wanted of, to. I know. I know better. I asked you 40 <laughs> questions at once because I I'm wanna, like. <laughs> I want to touch on the first thing. And I just kept hearing God say this in the Holy Spirit. I think we need to sit down with God sometimes and just hear him say this. Before I formed you, I knew you. He knows us. He knows you. He loves you so much. I mean, if we need a sign for our worth, we don't need to look in the mirror. We need to look at the cross. Mm. If you want to know what you're worth, look at the cross, man. So, and then in regard to community, we were not meant to do things alone. So I always encourage my, I have something on the fit God's way website. It's a fit God's way challenge, the seven W's challenge. And it's not a perfection project. It's a grace-based journey, but the hope behind it was that people would grab a friend and say, let's do this seven W's challenge together and let's call each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's meet at the gym to work out. Let's pray before we work out. Let's share whole God made recipes. Let's get, because here's the thing. We need, we were, we were created for community. Iron sharpens iron. Two are better than one. I mean, the Bible tells us over and over and over again. So I also have a group called Fit Sisters in Christ on Facebook because we cannot do this whole fitness thing by ourselves. Sometimes all we need is just that faithful call from a friend to say, Hey girl, I'm not feeling like it today and have a friend say, I know, but let's do this. I'll meet you there. I'll pray over you. We'll pray together. We'll get that workout in. We'll pray afterwards that God will bless our efforts. And, you know, God, I really believe God wants to be in every step of our lives. It's amazing to me how we can keep leaving this fitness and worth section out. But I want to talk about where it all starts because fitness is a mindset. It isn't a diet. It isn't a workout. It's a mindset. So what is your mindset on, friend? Is it set on reaching a weight loss goal, you know, getting like, you know, bigger glutes or abs. If it's set on those kind of things, that's motivation. That's not going to last. And the best way to look at that is like, how many times have you been motivated to get fit for some weight loss or body part goal? And how many times has it ever worked? And have you ever asked yourself, is God even, where is God in any of this? Because he wants to like literally be in every decision with you. Okay. So start there. So a fit, a fit mindset is a mindset that thinks godly thoughts. So when Mm -hmm. your thoughts come into your mind, I want you to think about this. If you sat down with yourself, imagine you're sitting across from yourself, like a friend at lunch and you talk to your friend, the way you talk to yourself, would she get up and leave or would she stay there and talk to you? So you have to really start thinking about the words that you say and the, the, are you speaking that, you know, 
the power of death and life is in, in your tongue. So are you speaking death or life over yourself? Because as a woman thinks in her heart, so is she. So it says, as a man thinks in Proverbs 23, 7. But as you think, that's, that's who you are. You cannot rise above your thoughts. And Mark 3.25 tells us a house divided can't not stand. So if you're talking failure and expecting success, you're never going to get it. You can't Mm -hmm. say, oh, I've tried. I want to lose weight. I've been trying to lose weight. But, you know, my family's overweight. We've always been overweight. So I'll, I'll always be overweight. And that speaks to something called like the growth or fixed mindset. I call it the made for more mindset or the less than mindset. We need to have a made for more mindset because we serve a limitless God. We need to stop relying on our limited thinking and our limited expectations and start thinking about him. Because I'll tell you one thing, God loves you and he knows exactly the thoughts you're thinking right now that are, they are going to be a foot that trips you until you wash them in the word of God. Your mind Mm -hmm. is always talking to you. Uh, Jenny Allen just wrote a book. 85% of our thoughts are negative. 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. We need to be doing Mm. Romans 12, one through two, all over our thinking. If we're not transforming our mind, we need to get up and get in the word. The number one W out of the seven every morning, because it's in the word. It's a mirror. You start to see yourself changing from glory to glory to glory. And that Holy spirit he, you have everything you need in the, the word of God. And through the power of the Holy spirit, you are going to see, you know, it's like God, the Holy spirit is this fruit, right? But when you see it happening in your life, you're going to see Jesus in your life. Like, man, I have self-control now that I never had before. I have peace. I have joy, mm-hmm. all of these things. So I just wanted to share that start to really evaluate your thinking How are you talking to yourself? If you wouldn't say it to someone you love and respect, don't say it to yourself anymore. Pluck that ugly thought out of your head and plant godly truth there. I love that. Mic drop. I mean, gosh. I know. If you wouldn't say it to someone else, why do you say, wow, I love that. Why do you say it to yourself? I mean, that is so powerful. Why do we do that? Right? It is. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? It's funny. I remember many years ago, I told someone, I said, you know, the interesting thing about uh, people who struggle with addiction is that they're some of the kindest people I've ever met to everyone else. Mm-hmm. They're just not mm-hmm. very kind to themselves. And, right. and I know, you know, and I know because in part of my testimony, just an addictive personality mm-hmm. was always my struggle. It, and, it, and, and you trade addictions. You know, it's mm-hmm. not always drugs and alcohol. It might mm-hmm. be shopping. It might be relationships. It, you know, it might be dieting. You know, it might yeah, be, yeah. it might be skinny. You know, I being addicted to skinny. I, I, I grew up in a community going to Beverly Hills high school where I kid you not by the 10th, 11th grade, all the girls, you know, talked about being bulimic, which is binging and purging food, right? Like it was the in thing to do. It was introduced then. And then, then I remember by about my second or third year of college, it shifted to, oh, the best way to be skinny is to, is to uh, snort cocaine, I mean, I'm not like, I'm, I'm going to keep this real with you guys. This is, this was the foundation of my secular, you know, coming up in these situations around people who were mostly very wealthy and famous and the outside world would look in and covet that on the inside. 
I realized, wait a minute, I don't covet what these people are saying because I know that it's wrong, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know who was talking what is right. Because Mm -hmm. these dialogues, unfortunately, I think are awkward and challenging in the church, just like a woman who says, I'm on a diet, I want to lose weight is challenging to someone in the church. You know, I want to share something that's in the book that I think will really help people because I think sometimes we need to discern the voice of God. I think it gets Mm -hmm. really confusing. So I just want to read a couple. I think they're totally going to bless you guys. Okay, so God's voice stills us. Satan's voice rushes us. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice pushes you. God's voice reassures you. Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice enlightens you. Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice encourages you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice comforts you. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice convicts you. Satan's voice condemns you. So I think I don't want to be rushed or pushed or frightened or confused or discouraged or worried or obsessed or condemned. But I feel like that reads like the soundtrack of a dieter. A dieter. Yeah. 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 God did not create dieting. The world did. It is a perverted relationship with food Mm -hmm. in your body that our Lord never created us for. He created us. Our victory, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, is in Jesus, not in our diet. So what you're saying is, and and for those of you listening, let's let's go to the lesson because it's deep what you're saying. What you're saying then is it's not about the it's not about the diet, it's about eating right so your life is healthy. It's not about losing weight, it's about when you eat right and you're healthy, you'll be the weight you're supposed to be. If you eat whole God-made foods, if you just start there, if you just cut out man-made processed foods, I one of the W's I have is whole God-made food. And I tell people, don't obsess. There, This has a, the biggest section in this book is a mini weight loss course. Because I, as a certified nutritionist and a master trainer. I wanted people to understand fully what it looks like if you go to a nutritionist or a trainer and they say, okay, how do I figure out how many calories I eat? I help you do that. I help you figure out what macro split you would want to, I help you figure out all of it because I don't want you, I want people to be empowered by the knowledge, but then I want them to realize this is why you're being fooled all the time because all of these diets, all they do is manipulate how many calories, whether it's through macros or, you know, like reducing your carbs, upping your fats, everything is a game to get you to eat less. So I tell people, learn what you're eating just for a week, write down everything you eat, look at your calories, because we tend to eat the same things and start just replacing what you're eating with whole God made ingredients. Now, here's why. When you eat, I did this because I used to be a calorie counting macro obsessed mama. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to like have this body fat and weigh this number. And I'm total failure. If I don't, I was, I was that girl. So letting all of this go felt like I was like literally letting go of the reins of the, I was like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? But just eating whole God made foods is satiating. 
I'm telling you right now, when you get away from man-made processed food, you're never going to eat 10 apples or 15 chicken breasts or six, six, you know, pieces of salmon. It's so interesting to me how I have something called the seven P's. When you come before God and you pause and you ask him, am I eating for emotion or reward? Or am I actually hungry? You pause. And then you say, okay, I am going to eat. Please give me self-control in the Holy Spirit and joy and peace with my decisions. Not this inner dieting turmoil soundtrack, right? So it's, I have the seven P's and they are life-changing for helping you with food, but Mm. really just starting with whole God made foods, just start replacing, you know, if you have like unhealthy things in your diet, if you just start replacing what you're eating it's going to make a world of difference. And if you look at recipes that you make, if you just start replacing whatever ingredients you use with God made upgrades, it's going to change your weight. Here's the thing. Weight loss is the actual last thing you will ever see. Bef- like you're going to see your inner cellular, like every cell is changing. You're going to, your whole body is being remodeled. Your inflammation is going down. Your cortisol is going down when you're eating right. But the last thing you see is the weight loss. And that's why people quit because we're so, it's the lust of the flesh. We want that. I want to look like this. I want this number. But if you go in with God and you just show up and you do the work, you're going to win fitgodsway.com. That is where you will find a plan for your life. Mm -hmm. I got it. I'm telling you guys, and I I just want to make sure I say it a million times because no, as you find, you know, this podcast and discover Kim's voice and her book, I really, really, really believe it will change your life. It's changing mine. And I got to tell you, I mean, I can laugh about it and I can cry about it and I can journey through it. But there, there are very few people and situations that have ever, ever, ever touched in perfectly to the insanity that I have struggled with around my weight. I worked on secular network television. I mean, it wasn't even like no one even they weren't even nice about the fact that you needed to look good. Like we hired the five foot, 10 inch girl who looks like a model. You better stay that way. And we don't really care what you have to do to stay that way. Just stay that way. Now, if you're the overweight comedian girl, notice how the Mm -hmm. world is shaming a couple of our most wonderful, my favorite. I can't even think of their, her name. She's one of my favorite actresses and she was an overweight comedian. Well, the world is shaming her for Rebel. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, the world is shaming her for losing weight. And all she did was decide to get healthy because she realized she wasn't healthy. And I, as a skinny girl, knew that I was not healthy. You know, I told someone, I said recently, I said, you know, it's so interesting. I used to eat, I used to eat only candy and I was super skinny. Now I can't eat now, you know, now I get fat when I eat food. And I, it's funny because I stopped and I thought about that and I was like, God, how crazy is that? How much does the enemy just, I mean, distort us, you know, that I ate only candy and felt that I, and I was, and was the skinniest in my life, but I also felt very unhealthy, as unhealthy as I feel when I put on too much weight. It's the Why sleep. doesn't that get any play? Why doesn't, like how know. you feel, how you sleep, how you, your mental acuity, your energy, why, why are all of these things, these are the things I said, you will see all of these before you see massive mm-hmm. changes on your outward appearance. Like 
you're going to think clearer. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have better energy. Your skin's going to be brighter. Like you're going to, everything is going to feel better. Why did, why would we rather eat candy all day? And I'm not picking on you, Cynthia, because I know I did the same old, not that crazy yeah. thing, but I did other crazy things. But why is it that we don't care about how we feel? Like, I believe God wants us to just sit down in our spirits and just be like, no, rest in me, rest right. in me. It's that easy because we're doing all these crazy things. And all you need to do is fall. What did Jesus do? He ate whole God made food. He drank water. He walked. He came to serve. He got alone with his father every day. You know, he prayed, he worshiped his father. He went to bed at a good time. He got up early. Those are the seven W's and they're not the sexy diet plan. That's going to make a bazillion dollars, but I'll tell you what, they will set you free, honey. And that's what we need. Galatians 5, 1, you have been bought with a price. Do not submit again to a yoke of bondage. This worst mm-hmm. thing, this dieting thing, all bondage, 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 bondage. I just want women free. I want them free. That is the prayer of my heart. That is a prayer that I am very happy that you have chosen to pray for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. Christina, you've been, you've been so quiet, you know, this, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I can always tell when you're just like absorbed in taking it all in, you know, uh, but I'm silently I, amening and just like more, please more. I feel like, I feel I like every time you talk, you're like speaking the things that I already know, but because it's coming from you and it isn't coming from like someone on a pulpit or someone who's like, just telling me what to do. Or like, let me hear that verse again. If it's coming from a place of experience and struggle and victory in Christ, I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, it's like when my husband tells me the same thing over and over again, and then my friend tells me, I'm like, oh, you're right, girl. And he's like, I've been telling you that forever. Not that my husband is like a pastor on a stage. Whoa. But just knowing your struggle and just seeing like the testimony of your life right now, it is major goals to me because even in this world, in our world of like the fear of aging, the fear of not being beautiful anymore, the fear of, oh, it's too late for me. Like I'm in my thirties. I'm not like in my twenties, but I'm, I'm, I'm aging like everyone else. Like there is so much even shame around that which is so insane to me. And I feel like you, Nova, Cynthia, you're such beautiful, outstanding women that make me proud to, you know, to go, Hey, no, aging is beautiful. And doing it with God is beautiful. Stewarding this body is beautiful without, you know, paying 50 grand grand to have my whole body changed under the knife. Like I'm like, I'm just sitting here really actually motivated to go get in the word and start my day with, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Wait, my body is a temple so that you can dwell in it. Let me make this nice for you, Holy Spirit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, that's- well, well, look, look, let's, let's, let, let's, you know, it, 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 we've got a little time left. You know, let's, we can try to go there. Let's look, let's talk about Madonna. I mean, the oh. whole brew, the whole brouhaha that's been made since she just opened the Grammys, um, you, you know, what I don't, last week, whenever it was. And, um, <laughs> And people didn't know who she was. I mean, thank God for the images that were on a video jumble screen behind her to remind people that, oh yeah, this was Madonna, the girl who was, you know, cute, you know, but you talk about age. I think in the Western world, women have made an idol out of aging so that it's not at all fit God's way. It's fit in the secular way. So the idol is 
playing itself out in cutting and surgery and Botox and all of these things that it's not that women do it. It's that they do it and then they do it again and then they do it again and then they do it again and then they do it again. And they don't realize that they're now in the, they're in the devil's playground. Now, now they're focused and obsessed. And it's like you said, Kim, their weight loss goal or the way they look, their goal is themselves. It's the idolatry of self. Mm -hmm. It's look at me. It's I'm holding on to my youth. It's all this stuff. And it makes those women, most of them that I encounter, they have a very difficult time loving and encouraging the 20 year old girl to be her fabulous self. Cause they're so busy trying to hold on to their 20 year old self that they can't even get out of the way for the poor little 20 year old girl who's lost with no role models whatsoever, <laughs> except Instagram to tell her what her definition of beauty is. Wake up sisters. We need, we need all, all of us as sisters. We need each other every decade of what we are. I mean, look, I'm looking at us, you know, it, for those of you listening, you're not seeing what we're seeing in studio. If you're watching us stream on live stream. Christina, Nova, Kim, and I represent 30s, 40s, and 50s. I mean, and it, and it, and it looks really good. I'm sorry. I think it, it looks really good. And that is with all of your and my perceived imperfections and things we want to change and improve about ourselves. But why does it look really good? It looks really good because I think the one thing that we have discovered, which I think we're trying to share with all of you listening, is Jesus. If you root your identity in Christ... You know, if you know your father, God, and you know, God come to earth and what he looked like when he came to earth as a role model for us, then it's going to make your journey to beauty start from the inside out. And true transformation really does begin on the inside and it works its way through your mind and it goes out and it transforms the world around you. And, mm -hmm. you know, Kim, that's what you have done, you know, and, and you are transforming the world around you. And your book is such a beautiful gift, you know, to the world. And I, I mean, I really, I really mean that like you guys fit God's way by Kim Dolan Leto. It, it, it's available from all booksellers. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on, at bookstores, but Kim, I, your, your websites, like I'd like for you to take the last couple of minutes. And if you feel led to pray, pray, but also let us, let us know one more time, like where listeners can go and get their hands on everything that you're saying and help themselves. Okay. So it's Kim Dolan Leto everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, all the social media outlets. I have a website, kimdolanletto.com. I also created a Fit God's Way website so you could have recipes, a plan, workouts, stuff like that. So go there for free resources to help aid you and like get started on this journey. And then I also have a podcast called Strong Confident His. And I just came out with an episode two weeks ago called Failure is Not Your Destiny because I was looking for a motivational Christian, like, I wanted a motivational speech that was like, not all hype, but all Jesus. So I want to encourage people to listen to that because God is with you in this. And, um, honestly, I just, I really, I've tried to create every single resource I can for you to succeed. So listen to the strong, confident, his podcast. If you get a chance to get the fit God's way freebies, uh, follow me, like, come tell me how this has helped you on any, you know, Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I want to hear from you. I feel like I've done 
done some of the best ministry work of my life in the DMs because people are just like, does Jesus really love me even though blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, he cares about all this stuff and he loves you. And I love that, uh, People can just come to you as a sister and you can do life with people. That's what we're here for. That's how we need each other. And then I don't know, I was going to pray. Can you hear me? It looked like yeah. somebody cut out a little bit. No, yeah? I can, I can totally hear you. And we Cynthia? would, we would love, love for you yeah, to okay. pray. I actually have a prayer. I wanted to read from my book, if that's okay. Just because mm. I actually like bookmarked it because I yes. feel like it just fits so well to everything that we're saying. Yes. Okay. And I think I know which one it is. Yes. Dear God, yes, yes, yes. we bring our insecurities to you. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go over this one. God, we come before you. We bring our insecurities to you and we lay them at your feet. We surrender our reputation, our body image, our need for approval from others to you. We want to know the hope of your calling and the exceeding greatness of your power. Father, you know, the things that break us down and make us feel less than in these weak moments please have mercy on us and help us through the power of the holy spirit these are traps help us see that these are traps from the enemy i want us to turn from turn from them turn from any past failures any fitness equipment we have laying around our house that makes us feel like a failure see you see a new hope in you father god we praise you for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our thoughts about ourselves can rob us of our peace, but your word says be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we let our requests be made known to you, God, and the peace that you have, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ. Father, according to your word, guard our, heart, our hearts from the things the enemy is using to come against us. Keep us as the apple of your eye. Hi confidence and our security when we see ourselves through your eyes we can walk in your power and be free be who you have made us to be father god we pray this in jesus name amen 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 well unfortunately i think we have to wrap it up this week uh I could keep you here, you know, I, I wish, I wish, I wish you could just move, move into my house. Okay. Let's just be real. Like, I wish you could just move in and, 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 but short of that, Kim, your book is like having you live in the house. It really is. It's mm -hmm. honest and it's transparent and you guys, it ha it's very practical. It's going to give you practical tools to lose weight, to not just lose weight, but to lose the mental weight of your life, mm -hmm. to lose the, to lose the identity lies that put a lot of weight mm -hmm. on you, to lose the, the untransformed way of thinking and the toxic relationship you have to food and body image and all of it. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing all of that, the beautiful thing is you do find your better body. And I think mm -hmm. that is just uh, that, I, you know, I, I'm always struggling for the way to put it, but I think that's what works for me. It's like, God has a better body for you if you, he does. If, if, and, and it's a healthier body, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so I just thank you, you know, thank you for your time mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. You. And you guys, just for all of you listening, you can find Kim and 
Girl Club on the Life Audio platform. I know Kim and I both want to give a shout out to Life Audio. Thank you to the team there for hosting our 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 podcasts. You know, we're mm-hmm. available on all your podcast platforms. Do us a favor, take a minute, go like, subscribe, share us, make a comment, write mm-hmm. a review. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's it's a small part of your time that you can give that helps the ministry that God has given all of us, Christina Reynolds, Nova, me, and Kim Dolan Leto to steward. Help us steward mm-hmm. it well and help us grow. I'm Cynthia Garrett. Thanks for joining us on Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. We are the place where real girls just had a whole lot of real talk about a very <laughs> real issue and really and truly hope that we've helped you figure out how to walk in real faith on this issue. Um, I certainly know Kim Dolan Leto is doing that for us and for lots and lots and lots of people around the world. Thanks, guys. I love y'all. Bye. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.